Are you ready for some scalding hot takes? Talking Vikings with Dane Mizutani and Chase Frederick. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Odyssey's new Minnesota Vikings podcast. Please follow, like, subscribe. Anywhere where you're listening to this on all platforms. Dane, when San Francisco comes to town, we talked about San Francisco in the past. It's a team that intrigues us. It's a team that intrigues a lot of people. I think their quarterback situation, not only this year, but last year, is really, really intriguing in the sense that it you can look at it and I think draw a lot of things out of Minnesota's situation as well from that. And I mean that in a couple of different ways. Um, first off, there's obviously the topic of San Francisco was a good team. Jimmy Garoppolo had led them to a lot of wins. And yet it was last year at you know pre-draft, they decided to pull the trigger on a big trade and move up, go up to number three and draft Trey Lance. And Jimmy Garoppolo is still their quarterback for another year, but they had their guy in waiting who they knew was coming. And then they part ways with Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason, still on the roster, but he's going to end up somewhere we're pretty sure. Um, <laughs> but it, it is something that I think some people have wanted Minnesota to consider for a while. The Vikings have not taken that route. Uh, they have continued to move forward with Kirk Cousins and do not have any kind of type of succession plan in place. Now, we'll see if that changes if they don't get the results they want here in year one under Kevin O'Connell. But how have you thought that this has just played out in general uh, for San Francisco as far as going with the younger guy? Uh, having him sit behind a veteran who has proven he can win, having success with that veteran, sticking to your plan, and now being in a place where you have a Trey Lance that they're very excited about moving into um, his first season under center, second season in the league. Sure. I think it's a perfect model for Minnesota to follow in like a year or two. Um, I think it would have been a perfect model for them to follow last year, even, um, you know, maybe Mac Jones. Like I know you're a huge Mac Jones guy. It would have made sense to let Mac Jones sit under Kirk for a year and then not resign Kirk to this contract this off season and let Mac Jones take, take the reins. I'm saying that because, I, I think Trey Lance league wide is, is viewed as someone who is capable of taking a step this year or helping the Niners take a step this year. What does that look like? That's hard to kind of contextualize because the Niners taking a step this year would be them getting to the Super Bowl, right? Because Jimmy Garoppolo got them to the NFC Championship game. I think a step for them is winning the Super Bowl because they were just there like three or four years ago at the Super Bowl. They've been sure. that kind of team. Sure. But I think all of that, you know, the, you know, can Trey Lance get them over the hump is all rooted in what is their ceiling with Trey Lance? What can Trey Lance help do? What can he help transcend that? Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is a great quarterback, great leader, but do we have a capped ceiling? Does everything need to go perfectly for, for it to work with Jimmy Garoppolo? And I think, yes, like, I think that's a hundred percent true. And I think that's a hundred percent true with Kirk Cousins too. I think there are intangibles that are different between Jimmy Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins that I'll let you get into. Yeah. But I think the the archetype of quarterback that they are, they're both pretty talented. I would argue that Kirk has a better bag than Jimmy Garoppolo as far as just throwing the ball. Um, maybe you would disagree. But they, they're, they're the same type of quarterback. And – they're the same type in how they play. They're the same type in, you know, how they run an offense and they're the same type in how they limit their team's ceiling. And I think the Vikings ceiling is limited because of Kirk Cousins. I think the Niners ceiling was limited because of Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's why they went out and drafted Trey Lance. 
And I think we're going to see this play out in Minnesota. I think we've seen it play out in Minnesota. They just keep doubling down because they want to be quote unquote, very competitive ownership wants, doesn't want to take a step back. Doesn't want to commit to a rebuild. At some point, I think you're going to have to, because I think we've seen the, the ceiling with Kirk Cousins. And again, I'm a huge critic of Kirk Cousins. He is a good quarterback in the league. I just don't think he's right. good enough to get you over that hump. Yeah, I think we'll, the same thing could have been said about Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll say, well, I want to get a little bit more into that in a bit um, because I do have theories on that as well. Um, why maybe we don't think he's good enough areas where he needs to be better. Um, those types of things and how that fits in with San Francisco, frankly, as well. But I think just with San Francisco and what they did, it just showed, I think, creativity. It showed taking a risk um, because that could have blown up in their face in a few different ways. It still might. Trey Lance might not be good. Um, you know, I, I think he's shown a lot of abilities. I think he'll be a good quarterback, but until we see it here um, with this first yeah. season under helm, we don't know. And frankly, what happened was it played out almost exactly like what Kansas city did with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. Um, totally. You know, Kansas city obviously traded Alex Smith to Washington and Jimmy Garoppolo likely would have been traded if not for the shoulder injury. That's kind of sidelined him for all the off season. He's just now getting back, but like, that's the type of taking a risk, maybe believing in what you have on your coaching staff, uh, which Minnesota obviously didn't have that last year, believing in your long-term plan. And maybe if you're as stable as San Francisco, if you're as stable as Kansas city was a few years ago, it's easier to do that. Um, and maybe that's a license from ownership to do that as well. Minnesota, I think because of the position they were in, didn't feel stable enough to do that. Continued to feel like, well, we can't use a first round pick on a quarterback. We have to keep trying to use first round picks on patchwork to get better in other places. Um, so maybe we have a winning team or a good enough team to make the playoffs and see what happens. That seems like what Minnesota has been aiming to do for a really long time is let's just try to be good enough to make the playoffs and see what happens. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like it's really been any kind of championship building. Uh, it doesn't feel like there's been a real long-term vision in mind. It's always like, well, how can we get better this next year? How can we be good enough just this next year? And that answer is always going to be Kirk Cousins. Um, they're very rarely are you going to be able to say, well, the best solution for us to be to win more games this next season is to dump Kirk Cousins and get a rookie or whatever the case may be. That's yeah, rookies not, generally stink in the league. They're generally not good, which is saw, fine. We saw that last year. All of the guys yeah. were thrown into the fire. Sands, Mac Jones. Mac Jones was pretty good, but you know the Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, those guys struggled. Um, Zach Wilson, those guys struggled. A lot of that has to do with your environment and what's around you, um, whether that be from coaching staff or talent surrounding you can be not great. Uh, but at least those teams now heading into this next year probably feel like, okay, now Trevor Lawrence has even more experience under his belt as we move into a new coaching staff. Um, let's see what happens. That's probably going to benefit him. But like, I, I just, I, I'm all for these teams and maybe that's why they are winning teams because they have, they're okay. They're yeah. They're forward thinking. They're willing to take some risk, whatever the case may be. And now you're San Francisco and you still like your setup that you have. You experienced success last year. You didn't have to throw away last year. You almost made it to the Super Bowl. And now you feel really good about where you're at at the quarterback position for the next 10 to 12 years and believe you have somebody that even raises your ceiling, like you said, from Super Bowl contender to maybe, you know, from moving forward, now you can be Super Bowl favorite. You know, we'll we'll see how good Trey Lance is. Um, but, like, that is the type of thing, that's the type of move that I think a lot of Vikings fans, not all of them, but a lot of the fans have wanted them to take for a long time. They haven't. Again, I don't know exactly where that blame falls. Does it fall on Rick Spielman? Does it fall on Mike Zimmer? Did it fall on the Wills? Um, I think that yeah. those are all possibilities. Um, but it hasn't happened. And now so we're stuck here. And the, all the planning and hoping is that Kevin O'Connell turns Kirk Cousins into a better version of himself than he's ever been before. 
I think what the point you're making about like it, there's like a temptation to just run it back. Like it's because of job security, right? Like I think Rick Spielman right. tied himself to Kirk Cousins throughout his tenure with the Vikings when he signed him to that unprecedented contract. And at drafting a rookie, one, you might not have the leash to do it from ownership. Two, you might be just too proud to say like, I've screwed this up. So like, yeah, they continue to run it back. And then I think this offseason is a perfect example. Like the Wilts came out and said like, yeah, we want to be really competitive. If you were going to rebuild or you were going to commit to a new quarterback or at least commit to a model that worked for Kansas city with that Alex Smith being in, in the building, you drafting Patrick Mahomes, letting him sit, transitioning to Mahomes the next year. And San Francisco, gonna, frankly, did the same thing with Alex. Smith exactly. And Correct. What I'm getting at is you could have done that this year. Like right. if you were the Wilfs, you could have done that this year. You could have drafted a quarterback in the first round this year. And you could have just continued forward with Kirk cousins for a year seen how it worked, and then whether you're good this year, bad this year, whatever, transition to the, the the new guy next year, whatever rookie this was. I understand this was a down rookie quarterback draft, so maybe that kind of played into it too. Maybe they weren't in love with Malik Willis. Right. Maybe they, you know, whatever. But all I'm saying is like, it's you've had the opportunity to do that the past two years. And we say like, oh, wow, you know, the Niners are so smart, like for doing this. The Vikings could have done it. They just were too stubborn to, or, it, you know, I guess if you're Spielman, I guess I kind of get it. It's easy for me to sit here behind this microphone and be like, you should have drafted a quarterback when, if ownership has told you, you can't draft one or we're firing you. Like, yeah, I guess you look out for yourself. But if we just look at it all in a vacuum, I think this is why, what frustrates a lot of Vikings fans and what I guess, I, I guess I see some excitement around the team this year. I think a lot of that is change, new coach, whatever. But I'd say by and large, like there is still a little bit of apathy towards the Vikings as a whole. Maybe I'm just projecting, but like it's because Kirk Cousins is your quarterback. It's because you kind of know what how this story is going to end before it even begins. Um, and I think that's kind of going to be how every season is until you move on. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they they catch lightning in a bottle. It worked last year for the Rams which was probably the worst thing that could have happened for, for, you know, anyone who wants the Vikings to move forward. Cause if you're the Wilfs and you see, Oh, Matthew Stafford came in and with a new voice, they were Super Bowl champions. You probably convince yourself like Kirk's just as good as Matthew Stafford. Let's just get the guy who just won the Super Bowl or like someone from that coaching tree. And we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. doesn't work like that. It's not that easy. I think we see the ending of this story before it even begins. It's just like every other season that Kirk Cousins has been here. I love that example. And we'll get to something else here in a sec, a different kind of angle on this, but what always that example for me is always like, it's not like they brought in a different coach for Matthew Stafford. They brought in Matthew Stafford. Like they right. had a, a coaching staff in place, you know, they liked their offense already and they were elevating it. Uh, it's not the same. It's apples it's, and oranges. Exactly. It's the exact opposite. Like now we're taking something that is kind of or kind of hasn't, and we're going to just bring in a new coach and hope that that's the difference versus bringing in a new quarterback where that is more likely to be the difference uh, to say that Matthew Stafford, just getting coming in and, and getting a new circumstance is what made him a super bowl winning quarterback. Sure. But Kirk cousins, only new circumstance is the coach, you know? So it's, I think it's a it's an example we've heard of a lot. It's an example that definitely was brought up around Super Bowl time, and it's not I don't think the best example because it's it's very different as far as like what is exactly changing um, in each certain situation. But 